Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. This is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everybody is doing well and I hope your 2023 is going well so far, if you're listening to this in 2023, of course. Um, so, uh, for this episode, I spoke with Martin from Nudrim, uh, the developer of Westmark Manor and his upcoming adventure game, The Foretold Westmark Legacy. Now, The Foretold is slightly different than a lot of other adventure games in that it has, uh, it's more of a card, uh, game as well. So, you know, think inscription, that kind of thing. But I played a demo at Adventure X, and I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was really good uh, from what I played. So I was curious to know more. And there is a Kickstarter for this game as well, which Martin talks about, as well as uh, the game and what you expect from the Kickstarter. And the, sh- the links are in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, before my interview, here is a trailer for the Westmark, uh, the foretold Westmark legacy. And yeah, followed by my interview with Martin. So please enjoy. The hereditary curse lingers upon my family. Vermouth has changed. And I do not know why. Why have the people of Vermouth gone missing? There is talk about strange things going on at night. I'm afraid the same mind I brought will be corrupted once more. So I am delighted to be joined by Martin from Nodrim, and we are going to be speaking about uh, his games uh, Westmark Manor and the Foretold Westmark Legacy and the Kickstarter coming up for that game. So hello, Martin. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to to speak. We spoke at, uh, at Adventure X. Yes, and, we did. Uh, very uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit crazy there. <laughs> it was very, very good, but very busy. Mm. And I didn't get a chance, even the games like yours that I played, I didn't get a chance to really fully concentrate on them. Uh, because every time I was playing games, including yours, I felt like the, the line behind me. <laughs> you could you could feel the line of people yeah. watching you and wanting to play. So <laughs> There was always people there. That was It was fun and exciting. Oh, absolutely. Because- like you you see people are excited and want to play but it's always like it's a game that kind of needs the time and Mm. in an event it's kind of like oh you you go in you try it out and then you kind of go away and hopefully the person kind of gets what it is so it's a yeah it's not the perfect uh, venue to kind of play a game that takes time so so to speak 
Yeah, and that's the thing about a lot of adventure and narrative games mm-hmm. that they take time, you know, to build up, to build up the story. Yeah, you want and to soak in the atmosphere, absolutely, the sound and everything. So, yeah. especially your game, which had from the demo that I played, had a lot of atmosphere. <laughs> It was yeah. very atmospheric, and it has some pretty interesting game mechanics, which you were very kind enough to explain uh, to us. But um, but we, we will talk about that now uh, in this interview. But um, I, I believe you're coming to us from Sweden uh, yep. in this dark winter's, winter's evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll uh, go past quite quickly. It's like yeah. I'm not a winter's person, per se, mm. but uh, it, it's fine. I'll, I'll survive. Yeah, well, we're 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 near it. The days are getting shorter now, and um, hopefully soon, as you say, we will get uh, longer days and better days and brighter days. But in the meantime, uh, we have these uh, really really uh, interesting games that uh, you have made and you are making. First of all, I was wondering uh, wondering if you could introduce yourself and let us know um, what are your favorite adventure slash narrative games that you have played or the most recent whichever whichever you prefer yeah i uh, i'm an avid uh, adventure game player i since monkey island basically the first one and then onward i i mean the recent one uh, i would say it's not a new one it's an old one actually uh, it's uh, black mirror mm. um i think it was the third one <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've been playing a bunch of games. I, I can't really remember all of them, but like the uh, uh, last one which I finished was, uh, oh, what's the name of it? They were on at, at the Adventure Game Expo, uh, Adventure X Expo, um, uh, Hobbs Barrow. Oh, uh, yes, game. yes. The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Yeah, that one was a really good one. Uh, mm. I really enjoyed that one. Mostly gonna... because it, it had that kind of odd feeling throughout the whole game it yes was interesting another game that had a really good atmosphere yes exactly so, so i'm really doubling down on the atmosphere in my game like just uh, kind of focusing in on that uh well from from what i i saw from what i played of your game certainly um that's the, that's one of the things that's one of the things that really stood out to me mm. um but we'll talk about that but yeah, yeah and f- when did you start the company nudbrim oh 2015 i believe I mean, okay well, so uh, it's been a while uh, yeah, this yeah. is our third <laughs> games and we're working on so it's uh, it's been a while <laughs> it's been yeah. a- yeah, because you were telling me first that, uh, f- and I see that the first game that you made was, um, was it a tactics game? So it wasn't an yeah. adventure game that you made at first. Sorry? Um, was, so you didn't make an adventure game at first? No, the first one was first a game. turn-based tactical RPG uh, set in a medieval steampunk world where basically you build uh, mechs and kind of go out into a world map and kind of conquer the world basically or yeah there's a there, there's a whole story behind it uh, so there is narrative in it but it's not like adventure gamey kind of uh, sure. thing so oh well i'm sure people would listening would probably be interested if there's any if you like turn-based tactics then that's uh, that's an interesting oh a lot of people i know are interested so yeah. uh, so that game is uh car is it acaratus acaratus <laughs> uh, well, I can include links. Well, include links to yeah, yeah, uh, your yeah. website. It's on our well, website yeah. in case people are interested. And well, I suppose the two games that we will focus on 
are um, the Westmark games, so the Westmark uh, universe. <laughs> Technically, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Foretold is kind of a separate thing, uh, like an umbrella uh, thing with uh, where we want to tell gothic horror stories within it. Mm. So that's kind of the adventure brand we want to kind of hone in on. Uh, Westmark Manor was a little bit of a experiment so to speak where we wanted to do like uh, you know the survival horror kind of adventure where you explore a mansion and uh, kind of solve puzzles within rooms and kind of find out what's going on in this place and then we delve deeper into the lore and stuff like that within the foretold and westmark legacy so okay so yeah, so it's a sequel, but it's a spiritual successor more than a sequel. So it's not like you don't have to play Westmark Manor in order to play the, the Foretold, so to speak. So. Okay. Well, before we get to the Foretold, because um, yeah. as I told you before recording, I just saw um, uh, before uh, we spoke that, yeah, that uh, Westmark Manor, you guys released it in 2020, which seems like so long ago. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it's only been what less than two and a half years, uh, June yeah. 2020, you guys released it, but it feels like 60 years ago now, 20 years ago. Yeah, the time <laughs> has gone past really quickly as uh, like uh, Corona flew by it, and like uh, yeah, wars in, and stuff started. <laughs> indeed. Um, so I suppose you mentioned a little bit of Westmark Manor, but um, yeah. I suppose what, what can you tell us about the game? So what's the setup of this game? So um i take it you're in a manner <laughs> you're exploring yes. a manner <laughs> uh, you're playing uh, theodore westmark which is like a son to uh, benjamin westmark uh, a rich kind of guy who actually built the the mansion or the manor and uh, theodore uh, wakes up somewhere and kind of traverses this house that feels familiar but it's he can't really recognize it so it's not like exactly the same house he remembers. So like uh, the rooms are kind of like split off into different sections and stuff like that. And like uh, weird things are happening around in, in all the rooms. And uh, the darkness is kind of so uh, in like foreboding and harsh. So you kind of need to stay in the light. Uh, so that's kind of a mechanic where you basically die if you stay in the dark for too long. Okay, so darkness is not good. <laughs> no, exactly. But we, we don't have any like enemies or so, stuff like that. It's more like you against the darkness and uh, against all the stuff that's in the house, uh, trying to figure out the, the mystery in, in that sense. So there's no combat or anything like that. Okay, yeah, because I see your Steam page that you call it a survival survival horror game. We had yeah. a focus on puzzle, but there's no like monsters or no. No, okay, so it's you're not it's, fighting anything, you're just basically surviving in in this in this place, uh collecting items and kind of figuring things out. Okay, so solving puzzles, exploring the house yeah. while avoiding the darkness. Yes. And is is it I suppose this would probably be a spoiler, but I, <laughs> I guess I, I I mean I haven't played it myself, but I, I guess there's a reason why the darkness kills you. Uh, yes, mm. sort of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to say too much. Because, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, there, there's like a whole plot line behind everything. Why the the mansion is like it is, and all that stuff. So 
Okay. Uh, and I see again that this is uh, set off the coast of Norway. Is that? <laughs> no, no. Like uh, they were uh, uh, on an expedition on the coast of Norway. Oh, okay. Because something. I was, because I was, going, I was going to ask you, was this set in winter in Norway? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's, a, oh. it's in the US. So oh, like, uh, okay. Eastern okay. Coast, Eastern coasts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, what kind Again, I don't know if it'll be a spoiler, but um, in this game, what kind of puzzles um, are we talking about in the game? Or what oh, typical... it can range from like cryptic uh, ciphers to like a room with buttons where you kind of need to do them sequentially or stuff like that, and or read notes that have like hidden meaning within them, which you can use in certain rooms. Um, yeah, okay. I, I can't really tell too much because you... you know, again, spoilers. <laughs> then, then again, you have items as well that you can use in certain places. So, so typically. And how would you rate the difficulty of the puzzles? Because I know that some people, or a lot of people, um, they say that nowadays uh, adventure narrative games are too easy. Then you have other people who say that they want mainly for the story. It's a bit <laughs> so... of a mix. Like some, some puzzles are easier than others. Uh, I've heard that uh, from some players that like they're really difficult, but some players say they're too easy. So it's a bit of a mix. You can, you can never win. Yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to balance those things because you never know who's going to play it. So it's like, yeah, I, I did what I enjoy doing like when it comes to puzzles. So yeah, hopefully that will be enough. Like there are some puzzles where you have different elements uh, like items you need to combine in a certain sequence and uh, not just combining them one to one but you need to place them in the right order for example so okay and are there uh, environmental clues uh, to this yes uh, in this, there are what plenty you say? of those yeah. a lot of hinting some some even easter eggs uh, hinting about movies i like or directors and things like that <laughs> okay keen to find things out like that so Okay, and uh, uh, now I don't think this is a spoiler, but you do mention on the Steam page that it's inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, my my favorite author. <laughs> so that's uh, not, kinda, that's not a spoiler, knows. I take it then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a spoiler. Everybody who knows me like know that I am a big fan of Lovecraft and his uh, his way of describing things and uh, the eccentric way of explaining like the the, the other world. Or the, the like Euclidean things mm. that go bump in the night. <laughs> it's well, like that part is like my passion, and then I have the gothic horror passion as well with uh, you know uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and uh, yes. the Bram Stoker stuff and yeah all that. Uh, I know I've asked other people this, but uh, what is it about H.P. Lovecraft? You mentioned he was your favorite author. You you answered a little bit that. Yeah, um, I, I think it's the, like the flowery writing and like very verbose uh, way of explaining things. Uh, and uh, w the way he explains it is not like very helpful, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> it's like uh, he goes through it in a way where it kind of your mind goes off on a tangent and kind of creates a vision of what he's trying to explain. And uh, that's kind of what I love about it. it. The only thing that's weird is I can't really recreate it in games because it's basically impossible. Uh, but I can be inspired by it and kind of mm. create my own world with it and then kind of go from there. 
Yeah, I suppose that's one good way around it, that you're not saying this is Lovecraft, this is inspired by Lovecraft, but it's yeah. your your thing, it's your game, it's your story. Yeah, yeah, and like this world I've created is just bigger than, like, not just like the, the cosmic stuff. It's not just cosmic horror, it's kind of over-grasping more than that, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, and have you played? Because one of the interesting things is that I find that there's plenty of games, mainly adventure games, inspired by or based on uh, Lovecraft's work. Mainly the um, Cthulhu, and I've been told I pronounced yeah. that wrong. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> can answer times. that. Like, yeah, <laughs> name is un- unnameable. So. Uh, in- indeed. Uh, uh, have you played any other? Uh, Lovecraft inspired games, adventure or otherwise, and do you have any favorites? Oh yeah, well, uh, favorites is kind of hard. Like uh, they're they're all different, uh, and none of them have really got to that level. Uh, at least not if they're like direct copies of Lovecraft. Mm. I mean, inspired by is fine, but like uh, Sinking City comes to mind. Uh, yes. I really love the atmosphere and stuff. But uh, the combat was a bit. Eh. I heard that, yeah. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, there, there's. Uh, I mean, inspired by uh, a lot of people have told me this that our game is very similar to this. Uh, Dar- Darkest Dungeon is one of those. It is very Lovecraftian, uh, and uh, the art style. Everybody kind of says that it looks like that, <laughs> which mm. is kind of funny. But like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I draw the same inspirations they do when they did Darkest Dungeon. So that's probably again why you get the, the similarities. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So that's West, and that was released in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that cool. took us three years to make, uh, and we're only two guys uh, doing. Really? Yeah. Well, like me and Christopher, we've been together doing games for like since we started the company uh so it's been us two and then we hire in like people who kind of can help us out for example with sound um, magnus helped us out on uh, westmark manor and he's also on uh, on the foretold with us and uh, for the foretold we actually hired in uh, someone to help us write as well so i'm not alone writing the whole thing because that's mm. a lot of work <laughs> uh also my grammar is like crap sometimes so oh, yeah well, she, she helps me out <laughs> but your, your spoken english is quite good thanks <laughs> more than quite good actually but well, it's, uh... it's kind of like my second first language so to speak so uh, mm. i mean i use it every day either with work or just kind of like soaking media in, in English, mm. so yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because the game looks fantastic. I mean, both games. And, you know, it's incredible what, you know, you say two guys like yourselves and mm. get other people, but th- this looks, I mean, maybe not triple A, but certainly looks more than what two guys would oh thanks would make i'm like i thought yeah. there was there was more that you had a whole team around you but... no i'm doing most of the arts or all arts and then uh we christopher does the coding and uh, more of the game design parts together with me uh okay. well, so yeah well, uh, it's, it certainly looks very very impressive from the trailers and the screenshots that that i seem i gotta open up in front of me and it's still hard to believe the two people <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a lot of passion uh also i think it helps that i've been in the vfx movie business before 
to uh, give, like, okay, give yeah, yeah. that kind of mentality, <laughs> the perfectionism <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that helps. But uh, yeah, no, that was released back in 2020. It's available on Steam, yeah. I believe. Yes, that yeah, it's on and... Steam. It's on GOG. Uh, oh, congratulations! Uh, also, <laughs> I think it's uh, on a sale on GOG right now, but I don't think it's gonna be once it hits uh, live for the audience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah. No. Cool. So that is Westmark Manor, and I will include uh, links to it in the show notes. Um, That one is fully three D as well, uh, compared to the Foretold is fully two D instead. Okay. Well, we difference there as well. Well, we can talk about the Foretold uh then so uh f- first of all i'm curious because now since this is your well third game but second game uh in the well westmark uh game in the lore yeah. the lore in the universe <laughs> mm. um was there anything any things that you guys learned from the first westmark game that you're incorporating into yeah the, tons. the second uh, game sure well of or, course or you, you... you learn every time you mm. make a game that you're not as good as you think <laughs> uh, also like the the hum- humbleness is just growing on me because uh, releasing one game is fine and all releasing more than one game it's really tough like it grows sure. on you like the, the 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 amount of work you need to do is uh, staggering and we're doing this on our spare time sometimes uh, a little bit more but like that's uh it's that's uh, impressive so this isn't <laughs> your main job yeah i i'm a ui artist uh, as a trade uh but like uh, yeah uh, this is what i love to do so this is our kind of goal to get it through the door yeah i'm genuinely impressed with developers like yourselves who make games like these in your spare time yeah that well is... it's a passion i think everybody can agree some Ab- that. absolutely like, yeah, nobody goes into this to make money or <laughs> do uh, anything else like it's just uh, it's it's very fun uh even though it's a lot of work but it's usually worth it uh, in my opinion yeah no i've i've said this before but i'll say it again that uh even you know re- we're releasing a game uh is nearly a minor miracle maybe i've made any games and if yeah. it's good if it's any way good as well considering all the obstacles you guys have uh, now we know some in some cases people say it might be quote-unquote easier nowadays there's more uh programs are available but yeah. there are challenges as well i imagine I mean, it's like uh, dropping a glass in a bucket of chards. Like you, you, uh, you're never gonna find your own glass in it. So it's like uh, it's just a big mess when it comes to like the games market. In my, like, in my humble opinion, like there's releasing a game now is harder than ever, mostly because you have to kind of be visible. Uh, mm. Doesn't just uh, suffice where you just release the game and kind of get a mod modicum of success which is uh, almost impossible nowadays because if you don't have a hit that goes like viral or whatever then you kind of fall into obscurity uh, I mean it's really hard to get the vis- like visually uh, excited about things if you just look at the steam pages uh, it, yeah it can be overwhelming I think it's uh, it's great I mean there are so many games nowadays even Adventure games, if we stick to, because I play mostly adventure games, and even exactly. then, 
uh, last year, I believe it was September, October in particular, there was like 10 games that was released yeah. in two, yeah. three weeks that I wanted to play that looked really good. And most of them are really, it's, really nice. Like, yeah. they're not like just crap <laughs> coming out. It's yeah, exactly. It's actually quality stuff. It's it's a yeah. nice problem to have, but as you say, for <laughs> for you guys, I, I guess it's hard as well to, as you said, to be visible. You know, more it's uh, not only visible; you're competing with everybody, so it's like, mm. a, yeah, yeah, you're attention seeking uh, from mm. everybody. And well, now it's also be- like you 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 need to find a niche. That's kind of my thing. Notburn got started because we wanted to do turn based games, but we didn't want to do run-of-the-mill turn-based games that are already out there we wanted to do experimentations and kind of do new things Mm. and uh, i saw the potential of we have point and click adventure kind of a game and then the card game and we kind of wanted to mash them together in an interesting way Uh, that's kind of how this got born (laughs) yes Um, so so we can talk about that then um Mm -hmm. so the next game is the foretold Westmark legacy, which is a game that you are working on now. And it's not, as we were saying, as you were saying before, it was, it's not a typical traditional point and click adventure game. You mentioned yep. that it's, it's a card game, narrative card game. Um, I, I, I suppose before we talk about, you know, about the story, why did you decide to uh, make it a card game? Because all three of your games seem to be very different. Yeah, that's um, the point. Gameplay wise. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like to experiment and kind of once we find something that really works, then then it kind of clicks, you know. So mm. that was kind of what how the foretold got born. Like we found something that clicks, we kind of ran with it, and uh, it's been working really nicely. Like we have some really good reception from players uh, with uh, that not even are interested in like the card game aspect but they love the story and they they kind of go through the the combat after a while and get used to it and kind of start to like it which is kind of nice uh like how we got to it was like uh just experimenting till we got the the idea and uh i mean i wanted to do the story parts for quite a long time it's just i didn't have like a I wanted to do something more than just pointing and clicking and going through the the, the narrative in a simple kind of way. So we, uh, I've actually also, I'm a big D and D kind of a guy. So I play a lot of role playing games, um, uh, and wanted to implement that part of that experience into it. So we have skill checks, for example, where you kind of do dialogue sequence and you have a choice. And uh, some choices are dependent on your ability to uh, like go through that choice. For example, you have a bridge you need to jump, uh, like a broken bridge, you need to jump mm. over it. And uh, in order to do that, you kind of need to do a skill check uh, from like how your, how your physicality kind of goes. So if you're, if you're good at physical stuff, then you kind of manage it much easier than if you're not, then you drop and kind of get a penalty for that. I, I, th- I think I remember from Adventure X, I don't know if that mm-hmm. it was exactly that moment, but I was, I think I remember something like that, that we had yeah, to choose. We have a yeah. bridge in the demo. So, so yes, yes. So I, oh, I remember correctly then. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I believe you 
actually didn't fail. So you, you managed oh, did it? Oh, that yeah. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, able to. Most of them uh, did manage to jump over because we kind of fudged it a little bit. So it was got, gave a positive feedback instead. Oh, okay. Okay. And there is me feeling proud of myself, thinking <laughs> that I'm, I'm great at this game. In the real game, we're, we're going to leave the controls for you. So once you level <laughs> up, you're going to have a choice between mind, body, and soul, which you're are going to be like the three main ways of interacting in with the dialogue so you have mind is more investigative kind of things if you're going to investigate things or like look closer at something you're going to use the mind aspect of it and then body is the physical stuff or kind of doing agility and all that stuff and then the soul is more of a charisma kind of a check where if you're charismatic, uh, you, you go for the soul stats. Oh. So that's kind of okay. how we're balancing things out. Yeah, no, that. Um... So depending on what you're choosing and through the dialogue, get different choices and different results, depending on what you've already kind of leveled up in, so to speak. Okay. So as we said, it's possible to, to succeed or jump or fail. If you yeah. fail at jumping over the bridge, do you do you die in the game? For in, for this instance, <laughs> when it comes to the bridge, you only get a little small uh, HP penalty and uh, uh, equip from your friendly neighbor Ambrose. Yes. Um, basically, the, the story is. Yes, I was going to ask you. So what? what so set us up. <laughs> I, I, I should have started that. No, so. no, because I, I was I was interested in the gameplay. We can get back to the gameplay because there's more yeah, to talk yeah, about. Sure. But no, so. we, but we can. Yeah. So tell us about the story then. The, the I suppose to to set us up uh, for the gameplay. Um, is it is this a, a sequel story wise to Westmark Manor or? Uh, well, yes and no. It's, it's a little bit of a mix. Uh, uh, it's it is said after the uh, Westmark Manor, but uh, you're not playing Theodore. He's he's gone out of the picture. So, um, like, yeah, what who you're playing is Herbert Westmark, uh, which is the uncle of Theodore. So he's coming into town to Bournemouth, which is like the neighboring town to where the estate is. Uh, he's coming in because he's the only living relative left in the Westmark family. So he's uh, there to sign the papers, sign the deed, get the keys to the place and kind of check it out. And, um, and he's just there for the money, basically. And uh, he's, a, he's sort of a, a trinket collector and investigator kind of guy. Uh, he has a, this uh, weird thing called Ambrose, which is a parasitic demon uh, that is uh, attached to him by mistake. Uh, so they're now stuck together like a bickering couple and <laughs> I, I kind of have to figure out a way how to get get away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like each other. They don't yeah, like they're, like, well, they're, they're okay with each other. It's just that they're not okay with the situation. So <laughs> to like, be stuck uh, with each other. <laughs> yeah, so they kind of have to deal with it. Uh, and that's kind of the funny part. Like, yeah, there's so many quips and kind of dialogue between them where it's kind of just, I, I had a blast writing those. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember from the demo that it was yeah. quite fun listening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's the same actor doing both voices. Like, it? the whole okay. game is voiced, by the way. So it's like everything. I'm so proud of that because it's so much work getting voice actors in uh, 
costly for for first but like mm. it's also um yeah it just makes the game feel so much more alive having voices in it yeah no definitely i think it really helped with the atmosphere as well which is i think we said probably the 11th time i've mentioned that word <laughs> but i think in your demo it really helped because the voice actor first of all was very very was really good yeah um and so, so was there is, would you say that this game might not I mean it's certainly not a comedy, I wouldn't say, but is there is it more comedic with the two? Yeah, it's a more light characters. Tone. Yeah. Um mm. I, I feel that it sells the the game and like the, the atmosphere in one serious way, and then you have the, the comedic aspect kind of sneaking in. Um, mm. I'm for example a really big fan of Evil Dead uh, which is like horror but it's but, like slapstick kind of comedy horror so yeah that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to kind of the, the that aspect we have some comedic aspects but it's not like focused on it uh, mm. it kind of jumps in now and then but the rest of the game is kind of serious so sure yeah so banter between them but the whole story yeah. is serious it, it kind of uh, helps alleviate the, the horror aspect and kind of more serious parts with some some comedic things. Yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned Evil Evil Dead as well. Now, I haven't seen those films, but yeah. from other horror movies, horror games, I think it works well, you know, a serious horror story. But, you know, I, th- I think in life as well, as we tend mm. to use humor kind of uh, in kind of some horrific situations or horror yeah. situations to try and help us get through them. And That's I'm why sure I love uh, mm. adventure games, for example. Like they, they all, not all of them, but like most of them lean into the, the comedic aspect or mm. like the fun of it, the fun of the game. Uh, that's kind of where, where I'm kind of tired of all the serious stuff that mm. like, not just AAA, but like a, a lot of indies go, go especially hard, go mm. full on super serious and it kind of gets funny in a, bad way because <laughs> they try too hard uh and stuff like that so it's uh no I'm, I'm just happy to have like the balance between both uh just makes it much more fun to write for me and mm. for people to kind of play uh, i i love seeing people just laughing their <laughs> their legs up uh, when when they find some some fun stuff in a game so yeah, no, I I remember I think there when I was playing it, there was some comedic banter between the two characters, but it, you could tell it's still a horror yeah, uh, yeah. adventure. And so so you also mentioned that you explored the town. So am I right to say you explored the town more as well as the manor in this game? That it does it expand upon um, that? Or is that a spoiler? Uh, there is a spoiler there, so I'm gonna okay. uh, like avoid that part. But um, like you're you're visiting Burmouth, you're okay. You're in Burmouth, but also like around Burmouth. So you're not gonna be just in town. You're gonna be outside of town as well, and then some like aspects of the estate. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, I don't want tell to you more to, than that. <laughs> of course, I sorry, don't want you to go into too much detail because I remember there was there was a map screen. That's why I thought yeah, there, yeah. we have a okay. big map. Yes, yes, and you're traversing uh, like on nodes, so and it's branching. So once you pick a line, you're kind of following that line. It's like going with a London tube. It's like you, <laughs> if you pick a line, you kind of follow that until you kind of branch off into other lines. So that's kind of how the map is going to work. So you're going to explore some parts of the story and some characters you meet along the way. 
but you're not going to meet them if you pick another line. So you can replay it, go on another route, meet some other people, uh, fight some other things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and items as well, because items are quite in, important in this game. Okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, I don't want to say too much, or I don't want you to say too much more about the yes. story, though. So we can, we can talk back to the gameplay, which we spoke a little bit mm-hmm. um, about, but then what I'm curious about is the uh, card playing, the card deck feature, which I played in the, um, uh, in the demo. I'm not sure if I did it very well. I think I might have done it badly. because uh, I think it did well. I mean, oh, thank you. most you... people actually who tried it out were kind of hesitant in the beginning. But uh, mm. it's probably because the tutorial wasn't really that good in, in the demo. We're still working on it to get it like better for first-time players. Uh, but like uh, most of them understood it and kind of mm. enjoyed it after a while. So it's kind of like you need to kind of know what you're doing before you can enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, because in, in in Adventure X, it was kind of hard. It was so busy and so yeah. loud yeah. that you know I was desperately trying to concentrate. We've done, the, done a lot of improvements on that part because now we're gonna because uh, some complaints were that it's a little bit too much of a math kind of problem. So now we're gonna okay. solving some of those issues that you don't need to kind of do all the calculations yourself. We're gonna show you the the solution instead of you sitting and counting. So you're just basically dropping cards and seeing what what's gonna happen and stuff like that. Okay, that's what I want to ask you because you did a really good job explaining uh, to me while I was there about yeah, the yeah, yeah. car mechanics. So it's easier is... to point and explain than of just course. showing so up. Of course, we can't we know. can't see it here. Uh, so I wanted to ask you as best as you can in an audio <laughs> um, for an for odd for an audio podcast. Uh, how hmm. would you explain um, as best as you can the the card mechanics? Yeah. Okay. So you have a board and you have a hand of cards. Uh, you're placing your hand of cards onto the board where cards are falling down automatically each turn. Uh, and once you use a card, that's basically counted as a turn. So your cards manipulate the cards on the board. Uh, this is hard to explain without actually showing <laughs> anything. So been, I, I know I, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, but, but like for example, you have three cards on, on one row. You put one combined card in the middle, and those three cards combine into one card. So you and those three cards are like numbers. So you have one, two, and three. So together they're gonna combine, and then you get like a five or six or something like that. So it's like yeah, you get basically a numbers game where you need to combine cards and move them around into slots so they lock in and once you lock those in your item that you've brought with you into combat gets activated and you can use it against your enemy okay i think that kind of explains it (laughs) it's it's different from any other card game because most card games you throw and an item or uh, an attack at the enemy or yourself. Here you work with the board and the cards are kind of working with you if you're good enough, so to speak. Well, well, people I'm sure can see it for themselves. I think that's 
you know, yeah. th- that gives us an idea. I'm sure people can, uh, there will be a demo available. Uh, will, will there, we'll, we'll, we'll have a new trailer out soon. So that's okay. going to so be we can... <laughs> for, for the whole like uh, Kickstarter campaign. And then we, we're definitely going to have demos and stuff like that. So Perfect. So people can yeah. see yeah. Uh, then, but uh, the, the card me- mechanics. Um, another mechanic that I, I believe I, I remember a little bit, and I see in, on the website as well, is that there's a notebook, is there? Yes, you have a that, notebook with you, yes. And so so how, how does that work in the game? How do we use, what's a uh, notebook for? You talk to people and you investigate things, you get notes by doing all those things, and then you can use this, those notes further in when you're talking to other people or investigating other things, you can mention, reduce notes as items for example so it's uh, yeah so it's, they they contain information as well which are, you if you read the notes it'll help you along the story a, a little bit it's not going to be dependent on you reading all the notes in order to f- progress but it's going to help you figure things out uh, much quicker than if you're mm. just going to run through the game so to speak sure that that but i i always like a notebook feature especially if you're an investigator detective mm-hmm. because it feels more realistic you would think that detectives and investigators yeah. would write down in notebooks and he's I've saying, been would... thinking a lot like how much is he noting things down like yeah uh, mm. either we you just go with like the the stuff that you actually need or do we write down like oh a description of the character he just met uh, is it necessary uh, stuff like that so it's uh, I don't want to bloat too much with the notebook because then you just sit and scroll through a lot of text uh, of, of of course well I suppose you know you could argue that he doesn't know really what's important what's not that you know it takes down yeah, yeah. it it was I don't I don't know now there is a point to this uh did the movie see how how they run with um Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan uh, mm-hmm. so Sam Rockwell is the main detective Saoirse Ronan is the assistant detective deputy whatever and then she's writing everything he says down. oh yeah i remember that one yeah so, I've seen that one, so you yeah. know you know you know that scene where he says that was a funny one do, do you write uh everything down and she says no just what's important and he asked her so yeah. how do you know what's important and she said well i write it down and later on i <laughs> i know what's important which is it kind of makes sense in a way because makes sense yeah you don't know until after when you go through it but in a game it kind of doesn't make sense exactly it might be player kind of waste a overwhelming time. but um but but yeah um and and so then we spoke about the gameplay what what kind of puzzles or, or will there be puzzles or will it be mainly the card mechanic and the notebook well, the, the, the card mechanic is seen is, as a puzzle in mm. order to solve the the combat encounter okay uh, so uh, but like uh, once you're in dialogues and stuff like that you you will have dependencies on items if you don't have an item you won't be able to use that item with that character or that situation so we, okay. you have different choices sometimes uh, and sometimes you will have to do the basic choice where it's like you don't have the item so you get that result if you have the item you get some some other results so it's a uh, it's a dependent on items sometimes uh, okay. or notes in that case so okay you have that uh, in the demo actually it's like yeah, there's in the library you have a dependency on one item if you don't have it and you only get it in one place in the demo <laughs> Okay, so we we can see get an idea at least. Yeah, yeah. Most of the features that are gonna be in the game are actually in the demo. That's kind of how we tested everything out. Mm. So basically, the game is built, uh, like the the whole 
features and the mechanics. We just need to flesh them out uh, for the full game. So it takes a little while to kind of build the rest. Sure, well, that sounds good that you have at least yeah. the, the mechanics. It's a smart uh, way of working, but yeah. Yeah, and, and and then before we talk about the Kickstarter itself, now you mentioned that there was voice acting uh, in this yep. game, and I remember the, the voice actor was very good. Uh, what yeah, what yeah. can you tell us about uh, who the voice actor is for the, well, uh, the two Michael characters? Michael Schwabel is the, the voice of Herbert Westmark uh, and Ambrose. Uh, he's like a champ. Uh, American guy has done a lot of stuff. Uh, he even has an IMDb page, if you're curious. Uh, Michael Schwabel. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, um, yeah, he's been a sport. Um, also, we have a full cast, so it's, uh, I don't remember if we're like at over 10 actors now in the game, uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, I don't remember all of them, but like the main guy is the Michael Schwabel one because he's recorded a ton of dialogue. And and how did you find Michael and the other cast? Uh, just for any uh, other developers, this is kind of funny because it's uh, it's Twitter. Like I just tweet <laughs> uh, like we got this character, and I just put up a picture of who it is and uh, a little blurb about the character, and like just send me your audition. Uh, or if you're interested, send me your information and stuff like that. And then I put a like audition package thing that I send off to everybody. And uh, it's basically just a short little uh, script for trying the character out. And then we get like a lot of uh, feedback back from them with I can recordings. Imagine. So I'm just sitting and listening through the same line uh, like a million times and then just need to pick the the right voice for the right character it's kind of how it's <laughs> yeah because i saw i think for for other games can't remember mm. exactly which one but that they're they just said we need voice actors for this game and i saw there were so so many replies from voice yeah. actors <laughs> i mean they're, they're really that many and mm. uh, the, the issue is to go through them all for me i have limited amount of time to just i know absolutely dialogues so I mean, I feel this is the most important part of the game because if you have a really annoying voice, nobody's going to listen to it. Uh, and then true. they're just going to skip the dialogue or something. So, uh, no, I feel like that's uh, like the most important part. And they, they need to kind of fit the role uh, because if you don't have a character that fits, I even redrew a character because the voice fit better to another face so to speak, mm. because uh, I like the, the voice actress, but the, the the character I drew in the beginning didn't really match too well. So uh, and I didn't want to swap the actor. So I just <laughs> swapped the character <laughs> the portrait. So. So, so, you, so you swapped the character to fit the actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, that's, I said the actor was probably I don't know, might be a bit proud. Like, oh, she look. Doesn't this know. Oh, okay, we won't, we won't tell her then. <laughs> we won't say who she is then. <laughs> yes. Um, and how was it directing the actors? Um, I presume uh, it was online, I take it? It was a mix. Like, some some actors did it, uh, like, without any directing. Uh, Michael, for example, didn't do it because I kind of felt he knew what the role was about and i trusted him as an actor mm. like that he could deliver because he i heard what he's, he's done before so i just gave him the script some notes and kind of thoughts about how he should do it 
and his audition was so spot on so i felt like quite secure just leaving that over to him and then some some actors say i just did it live uh, over the web uh, mostly because i was curious and kind of wanted to hear them live and kind of if i had any feedback i could just throw that out but uh, I'm not that kind of a director that want to do like micromanagement mm. when it comes to the voice acting. I feel they know what they're doing. They're they're doing their job. I'm doing my job just kind of seeing that everything works together as a whole right. uh, and that nobody kind of pronounces things wrong or something like that. But like, I'm not going to go in and telling them like, you're acting wrong because <laughs> what do I know? I've never acted. So well, that, like, that's true. But then you are the director. I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I have a vision, yeah. idea, and stuff. But yeah, I, I, as I said, I'm not a micromanagement kind of a guy. I like I, I love to give people autonomy in what they're doing, especially if they're like collaborating and kind of helping out. Mm. So yeah. Cool. Yes. Uh, and then finally, again, the the look of the game, uh, which also looks fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, and you, um, you came up. So, what kind of uh, what what game engine are you are you using? Yeah, we're mainly using Unity. So, okay, we've switched to Unity since our first game because we were we made our own engine for our first game, and then we switched to Unity because we wanted like the tools and the ease of use and porting and stuff like that. Okay, so, so and Unity. so then now you you said you worked as a as a VFX. Oh yeah, artist. So this is so. Yeah, I think you can tell that. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, I did totally different things when I did the VFX stuff. But like, uh, yeah, drawing has been actually quite a new experience for me. I, I've been drawing and doodling quite a lot. But like last year uh, or like two years ago, I, I started drawing for real. Like I wanted to do finished things. Mm. Uh, so that's how I decided that, okay, uh, the Fertol is going to be only 2d and i'm gonna draw everything okay um, well, what are the reasons for going to 2d so because last game we mentioned which was 3d and now you've gone to uh 2d to be so is honest there... it's mostly because it's cheaper uh okay. <laughs> for, for me like uh, i i don't mind 3d but it takes a while to model rig skin texture mm. all those bits uh, instead of doing like a character I can make in two or three hours <laughs> and then just rig it in like a couple hours and then done. Right. With, uh, it's like five days compared to like a one day work <laughs> so, <laughs> for a character. So it's a lot of, lot of that because I'm alone doing all of it by myself. I kind of need to uh, come up with a solution mm. on how to be effective and productive <laughs> otherwise we will see like a release date in three years three years or so uh, and i don't want that sure yeah so it's it's easier it's quicker in 2d for you so if, if you had a team uh would you still go 2d or do you think you might go back to 3d or hence i really mm. like uh, hand painted textures on 3d models uh, like that look is really nice mm. uh, also it frees up so you can move the camera around more and do stuff like that but uh it also creates a lot of problems uh, once you actually get more freedom you get more problems and bugs right and stuff like that. <laughs> so we had a lot of issues on westmark manor when we 
worked on like the 3D stuff and like the rooms and everything. Uh, there's a lot of performance issues related to that compared to doing 2D. It's very nice. You can run our game on a toaster and it doesn't explode. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a big difference. Cool. Well, I hope I hope it works out. Sure, it will based from what I've seen. Um, but glad to hear it's easier, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice. Uh, also, like I, I enjoy drawing more than doing sure, so because it's kind of it's uh, therapeutic for me, like just sitting and doodling around doing my thing. Yeah, so two D would make sense then in your case. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so then about the Kickstarter itself, you mentioned will be. Uh, yep. You will be doing a Kickstarter. Um, what? What? Now you said that you have the basically. I believe you said the, the game mechanics all complete. We need to flesh them out more. Yes. Uh, so, so what, what are you looking for? I suppose what are your aims with the Kickstarter? What do you hope oh, yeah. that people can help you with? The, the goal is twenty five thousand dollars, and uh, it's basically for the sound designer to get his uh, yeah, like. We need to pay him. <laughs> He's been working kind of free for the demo, so it's, uh, we're hoping to kind of get him get him something. And we have our editor; she's doing a lot of editing and writing with me for the story. So it's uh, I just want to compensate people who actually help out because right. <laughs> I hate doing like uh, free stuff, uh, like taking free stuff from people who actually have no time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and we have a composer who really wants to help out, uh, Ray um, Plowman. He's uh, he's actually Irish, I think. Oh, he's Irish. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, uh, also like very Lovecraftian horror uh, focused composer. So he, all the music he does is very kind of moody and uh, fits our game very perfectly. So. He has uh, agreed to do the soundtrack if we hit a certain stretch goal. So I'm really looking forward to that part. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, and like the rest of the money is basically going for like people marketing and all that kind of small stuff that costs a lot for some reason. <laughs> So, so basically, the Kickstarter is to pay people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not taking anything. I haven't really taken anything from any of the projects I've done, uh, mostly because you know, sales go and Steam takes like 30% and there's like pennies left. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, but like, God, it's, that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a harsh business, but uh, yeah, because I know I know you mentioned that it's a passion, and I know for me, you know, the podcast is why I'm not making any money. But then there's mm -hmm. a difference to doing the podcast and to making a full, you know, yeah. feature length game. Uh, and yeah, well, it's a long, long passion, so to speak. Yeah, it takes and, a while to make a game. And how do you keep the again before we go back to the Kickstarter? Uh, how mm -hmm. do you keep the motivation to continue working on the game when uh, you said that you're motivation. not making money yourself? Oh. It's, I, I don't know, like I love creating worlds. Uh, that's mm. kind of my thing. Uh, and uh, combining that with getting some, like getting a team together or like people in on a project, it's very like energizing. So you mm. kind of know that, okay, we're, we're running with this. We're actually making something. We're releasing this. Uh, that kind of drives me because then I know that this is going to become something once we're done with it. So I'm just, and also like I'm a, I'm a workhorse. So I love doing a lot of projects and doing things. 
for example, I made a comic book last year because wow, I, I felt I needed torture, so uh, <laughs> I made that. <laughs> Just to add to your workload. Yeah, that was also a Kickstarter, so... <laughs> <laughs> no pressure no no nothing it's just yeah people wonder all the time like how do you manage this like i, I don't know i'm just doing it and then kind of stumble in on things and then i can't really get out of it so i'm just keep, <laughs> keep going at it till it's done uh, and it's been like that for like 15 years well, well it's, it's good at least you're keeping busy and you've already done a kickstarter so you have experience doing a kickstarter is there yeah. anything anything you've learned from doing a kickstarter for your comic that you think you might use for this kickstarter or anything that surprised you well plan ahead and work on mm. it uh, like a long way before and try to kind of drum up some excitement beforehand mm. uh, but other than that like yeah i actually don't know much about kickstarter to be <laughs> honest uh i we have a publisher i should say that like uh, Critivo is our kind of uh, publisher for the for for the foretold and they're helping us with uh, the kickstarter to kind of get it up and running and all that stuff i'm providing with information and art for them but uh yeah so it's going to be exciting to see what uh, how that goes together with them because they're they're new for us the way we've never had like a big publisher like that before cool well congratulations yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting uh, so yeah no that that sounds good uh and then with the kickstarter as well um what can players expect what can what kind of well, rewards apart from i mean for me when i if i back a kickstarter it's mainly for the game um but i know other people you know they're very interested in the type of rewards so what yeah. kind of rewards can people expect apart from the game which should probably be enough i'd say but well what? the game will be included of course uh, <laughs> uh That's good. Know, we have some plans some some are not like set in stone yet but uh the ones i can tell you are like yeah, soundtrack art book uh, wallpaper. Uh, we have some avatars that are kind of exclusive. We have some uh, like higher tier uh, exclusive stuff where you can get your name on a gravestone. You can uh, get your pet in as an uh, enemy in the game. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> there's plenty of kind of funny things we can add to it. So yeah, that's... Cool. Well, I, sh I shall leave um, the the link to the Kickstarter itself in the show notes. So if people are listening during the Kickstarter, um, yeah. they can find it. When is the Kickstarter live? It's Just... the 21st of February. 21st. Okay. Um, and now I, I, you know, I've not been keeping you a long time. Uh, so what, what, one of my final questions then is you mentioned that you have someone who is helping you to write and edit. Um, and I believe you, you didn't do that for Westmark Manor. No, I wrote you? everything myself. Uh, okay, and uh, yeah. And what, what's mean, that like now, working with someone writing? Do you it's would you recommend so much better. it? Oh, better, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, way better. Uh, I mean, for starters, like uh, nobody's perfect. There's always mm. improvement <laughs> you can do, and uh, I'm no no literate kind of master or anything like that. So. Uh, any help I can get is always a boon. Um, so yeah, I, I love writing, but it's uh, it, it's a very time-consuming habit. <laughs> like sitting and writing, like from 
with, with a schedule you kind of need to kind of focus and get that done mm. so having a, a second person going through what you've written is golden <laughs> because uh, there's always either typos or grammatic issues or even just dramaturgic kind of structure that is not working uh, that helps so yeah cool now again i'm very happy to hear so all yeah. going well uh do you have any uh, more or less release date or is there any time that you'd like to release it or just when it's done do you have or even um i don't want to set any release dates of course just yet. We, i don't think we've announced a release date as far as i know uh, no, so well, like, we're, we're going to see through. how the kickstarter goes and then once that's done we will we'll say more <laughs> sure well, well i guess i should probably ask as well maybe you aren't able to tell me yet but are there any uh oh, what's it called um extra oh i can't remember the, the name of it when you go past the goal uh do you have any no, extra stretch goals, stretch oh, goals? Yeah. that's it yes you... yes uh one of them is like graham plowman like the the composer if we get one of those oh okay goals, okay he's one of those um then we have uh I can't remember them from the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can see anyway on the Kickstarter page, yes, but I'm just yes. curious. There's um, going to be plenty of them, so don't worry. Okay, and then this gave you, it will be available on Steam. And is it available on a GOG, like the, or do you know, or anywhere uh, else? We haven't oh. talked to them yet, but uh, hopefully, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, I think that's all the questions that... Yeah that I have. Um, do you have, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we haven't discussed or anything at all that you'd like to say? I know we've discussed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know really like any particular thing I wanted to talk about, like uh, just interesting podcasts to tell you, like I've listened to you before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really nice. Uh, other than that, like I don't have uh, much to say, like, uh, I'm just super happy for all the support we can get on this Kickstarter because it's like uh, do or die for us because this is our third game. feels mm. like we really need to kind of get a home run in order to kind of continue. Not to sound like that, but like uh, it, it's kind of hard to get, get going with other projects if, you, if you're not going to successful. With mm. Well, well I really hope that... Uh... You do hit a home run with this, that yeah. uh, Kickstarter is successful and the game is a success. Uh, I suppose my final question then is, I will include the links in the show notes, but where can people find you? What's the best place for people to find uh, you guys? Uh, the easiest part would be Twitter at Nodbrim or uh, nodbrim.com. So, cool, nice and easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easier to just mention those two. And you'll find us uh, on Discord and all that through those links in there. Sure. So nutbrim.com and at nutbrim on, well, Twitter. Yeah. And yes. yeah, I will include uh, the, the links. So, yeah. uh, well, as I said, the very, very best of luck, Martin. I really hope that uh, you, well, you surpass the goal and you can get the composer and the other stretch goals. And uh, mm -hmm. this can, can be a big success for you guys after all the work you're, you and the rest of the team are putting into it. And uh, and yeah, it was great uh, speaking to you in a quieter environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much more much, time and kind of cozy instead of the, the kind of 
Absolutely. It's as as much as I loved Adventure X, it was it's now great to to be able oh, yeah. without, without a big line behind, without a big crowd of people wanting to talk to you and play the game. It was great to kind of see people and like see oh, absolutely. It was, the game. But yeah, it's stressful, of course. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it must have helped, you know, to get great, you know, feedback to see how people play as oh, well. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, like once we hit home after the Adventure X, I just ran with a lot of notes and ideas. Mm, I can imagine after, like, <laughs> people's feedback. So it's it's been really helpful. Uh well, yeah. I hope to see you well, maybe there again some someday. And maybe hopefully well this year I'll have to go again and um yeah, and, I would yeah. love to go again. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we can meet up again soon. But uh, in the meantime, for anyone listening, again, if you're listening, ju- well, during February or March 2023, you can check out the Kickstarter. And if not, you can check out the game anyway uh, to get more information about it. There'll be a, a trailer, a new trailer, I believe, yep. for a Kickstarter as well, all the information you need. Uh, and the links will be in the show notes. Uh, so thank you so much, Martin. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. No, pleasure is all mine. Uh, well, Thank you. I've I've had a blast and uh, we will keep in touch. So that was my interview with Martin from Nodrim. I hope you all enjoyed that. And a huge thank you once again to Martin for speaking to me. Uh, I had a great time and I, uh, I wish him the very best of luck with his game. So if you are listening to this, especially between February 21st and, well, March 2023. You can find, you can click the link in the show notes to find out more about the Kickstarter. And uh, even if you are listening to this afterwards, uh, hopefully it will have succeeded. And you can find out more about the game there. It's also on Steam. And um, there will be a new trailer as well, so I can check that out there. Um, so that is it for this episode, for this interview. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'll be back again with more reviews and more interviews coming soon. So uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Also, if you can, leave a review, uh, which really, really helps if you you like this podcast. And, uh, And yeah, you can check us out on Patreon as well, if you so wish, which would really, really help uh, to keep the podcast going. Um, and yeah, so thank you as always for listening. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you
Thank mm-hmm. you.